0: Call in at 303 690 3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
2: And hey, good afternoon. Welcome to Calvary Live. Jason Vanderveer with you here and uh, going to take your calls, questions, and comments about the Bible and prayer requests for the next hour. Looking forward to that. You heard the number just uh, a moment ago. Let me give it to you again 303 690 3000. That's the number to call. Or if you prefer to text 720-336-0897, 720-336-0897 if you want to text, give me a short, uh, brief, maybe one-sentence text, your prayer request uh, or your question, and uh, we'll attempt to answer uh, some of those on the air, fit them in uh, between some of our callers as well. Uh, But if you want to join me, In person, live here on the program, love to have you do so. Again, 303-690-3000, appreciate all of you listening. Up and down the front range, Colorado, Wyoming, welcome to you uh, listening on Grace FM. And, of course, all our Truth FM listeners uh, in Kentucky, North Carolina, and Tennessee. Of course, you're listening on a one-week delay, but you can call in live to the program here. And also on one-week delay, our Hope FM listeners in Maryland, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. Uh, You can call in live as well, 303-690-3000. I'm Jason Vanderveer. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in parker colorado and uh, you can get more information about our fellowship at calvarychapelparker.com calvarychapelparker.com including service times next time you'll be able to join us will be this sunday 10 o'clock For uh, Sunday service, we'll be finishing. Actually, uh, been a year now, verse by verse through the book of Genesis. We'll be in chapter fifty of the book of Genesis. A message titled "Meant for Good," and we'll be finishing up uh, the uh, the book of Genesis. And uh, but if Sunday is not going to work out for you, but you're going to be in the Parker, Colorado area, you can join us on Wednesday nights uh, in the book of Ruth. This coming Wednesday, we'll be in the second chapter. Uh, of the Book of Ruth, 7 p.m. And again, you can get directions, service times, and everything, calvarychapelparker.com. If you want to join me on the air, 303-690-3000. And uh, let's go to Michael in Greeley. Michael, welcome to the program.
3: Thank you. So my question I have is, uh, after we make it to heaven, God takes away, um, you know, all of our sorrows and sadnesses and, and stuff like that and basically like wipes our memory so we basically forget everything all the sins that we've committed and all of our loved ones that maybe didn't make it so what will we remember because we basically just live in in sin you know
2: well um so in revelation 20 it says that that he's going to wipe away tears and that uh, that there won't be death sorrow <clears throat> Crying or pain, the former things have passed away, but it doesn 't say that he wiped away our memory and um, and i, and I don 't believe uh, that that 's the case. Uh, basically, the sorrow is removed and and, and the sting uh, of, of this life and the pain uh, of this life is removed um but but uh i, I don't uh, see any indication there or elsewhere in the scriptures uh that our memory is wiped away and so um we'll still have a sense of 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 the grace that we've received of of what we've been forgiven we know that uh that that jesus christ in the book of revelation still appears as a lamb who was slain and so we'll we'll see him still bearing uh in 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 some sense the scars Uh, the reminder uh, of the the crucifixion. And so there'll still be that sense, that powerful sense of of all that has been done for us, uh, but there will will be no more pain uh, associated with this life, no more sorrow.
3: So the reason I called to ask this question is because this morning on my way to work, I was listening to the early morning show, and I think it was one of the sermons before um, Jack Hibbs that comes on, and he uh-huh. was saying something about you know a loved one that had passed away and that you know um that there would be no knowledge of that person anymore uh once you got to heaven so i was yeah, like that, yeah you know, yeah i was I, wondering about that
2: yeah i i would be interested to hear hear uh, <clears throat> excuse me what uh what you heard um but i don't know of any passage uh of scripture that that you know that can legitimately support that idea um you know I, I i can see where people might go uh to that point but but unfortunately i i believe that that would be a mistake because you know you may you know you may it may seem like a a, a nice idea on the surface but it creates so many other problems uh when you when you begin to go down that road of 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 thinking theologically
3: question and it, and so it's like god's made out of light right Say again? I, did, I think God, I missed the—yeah. God's made of light, right?
2: Um, well, it says that God is light, but it says that God okay. is a lot of things, and in Him, in him knows, is no darkness oh, at all.
3: So if God is light, and when we go to heaven, and, and He says there will be no more darkness, mm-hmm. um, so if you stick your hand out in the middle of the daylight,
4: mm-hmm.
3: or you stand behind a tree, there's darkness. There's always darkness. There's a shadow. How do you get rid of shadow?
2: Yeah, well, now you're getting into physics. And again, when we say that, that God is light, uh, everything that that God is, he doesn't have, but he is. He embodies. In other words, when we look in the scriptures, uh, we see that God doesn't have love, but God is. Is love that God doesn't have wisdom that He is wisdom, so He's the personification of all of these things. So I think that we need to get be careful because uh, uh, a lot of times the Bible describes God in in uh, ways that relate uh, to man. And what we know most importantly is is that God is spirit, as, as it says in the Gospel of John, and we must worship him in spirit and in truth. So uh, I would be careful of trying to take uh, properties of physics and then apply them to the nature of God. But one way that you could possibly understand it is that he is a consuming light, that he is an ever-present life, that he is not a source of... Of light, but that he is uh, an all-consuming fire, as the scripture uh, describes him. And so, uh, if you think of God in that sense, and you want to think of him uh, from a, from a, from the standpoint of physics, if you have light coming from every direction, then you would have no shadow.
3: Are you with so he, me, Michael? Did he, we lose yeah, it? yeah. Oh, I'm just yeah. kind of confused because he says there's many mansions, so. Is he within the walls of the mansions, too, that are in heaven, you know? So there is no, you know, so he's just like everywhere. He's in every every atom that exists in heaven. Is that what you're saying?
2: Well, it's interesting. You bring up another passage where, where Jesus says, In my Father's house are many mansions. I go to prepare a place for you. You know, Pastor Chuck Smith had a very, I believe it was Pastor Chuck, had a very interesting take on that, and his take was, is that, uh, uh, or one possibility on that, is that the mansion is the resurrected body that he goes and prepares. So, fascinating interpretation. I see no reason to to rule it out, but again, uh, we've got to, he he uses terms that we can understand, uh, but uh, but I would suggest to you that we maybe need to elevate our understanding of those things. Right. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Yeah, you bet. Hey, and I appreciate your questions, uh, 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 thought-provoking and and, uh, and a lot of fun. You have a great afternoon.
3: All right, you too. Bye.
2: Yep, 303-690-3000. Let's go to uh, Bob. Bob uh, is calling us uh, from Maryland. Bob, welcome to the program.
1: Yeah, thank you, Pastor. Yeah. My, my question is, I, I called a couple of months ago. My wife passed away, and uh, I, I was... I was confirmed Lutheran. I went mm-hmm. to uh, Confirmation for two years when I was young, and uh, I'm 81, but uh, uh, I'm, my wife and I, my, my young boy, we went to church. She was Presbyterian, and to a long story short, I had to go to classes to be a Presbyterian, but uh, I always leaned toward Martin Luther. Mm-hmm. Um, but since he's died, I don't know. I, I I seem like I've lost faith. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly well, when we say born again. I listen to Joel Osteen. You know, the listeners don't tour, push towards any evangelism, but I listen to Joel Osteen and Billy Graham and all through the years. But my question is, I, I say I thank Jesus into my heart, and mm-hmm. he has given me his my sins and all, but my question is, my wife always said to me, and I asked again, and I can't seem to grasp all of this, she said, you know, the Bible says you won't know me in heaven when you see me, and I don't know, how are you supposed to feel when you're born again? I mean, I mean every time I listen to a minister, and you know, I listen to him preach, and I listen to hope radio here, Mm -hmm. and that's the only thing that's keeping me going. As soon as I get in the house, I turn the radio on. But am I supposed to feel a special way, you know, if I'm born again or uh, being as I was baptized and confirmed and all I mean? Mm -hmm. For my, my religion, you know, even that I didn't go constantly, what would I play a part you know, and when I
2: get to heaven, will I see her? <clears throat> well, those are two very good questions, and I want to answer both of them. I want to talk first uh, from from the tenth chapter of the book of Romans, and and so you bring up a good question. I think that a, pop, a lot of people can relate to, and and you know, when when we're saved, how how are we saved? What what does that mean? Do we do we feel something different? Um, first of all, in Romans chapter ten, verse nine. Uh, beginning verse 9, it it explains how a person is saved. It says, If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, and you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. He says, For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And uh, it says, For the scripture says, Whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. He says, there's no distinction between Jew and Greek. We're all saved the same way. The same Lord is over uh, all, is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And uh, so uh, those are, once again, Romans 10, 9 through, through 13 for those who are listening and want to want to go back and take a look at that. But So basically, uh, it's believing it in your heart. And and confessing with your mouth, and you know, for some people, uh, they they do that. For all who who believe, they're born again. That's a term that Jesus coined, of course, from John chapter three, uh, when he's talking with Nic- Nicodemus, and he, Nicodemus says, "What you know? What do I need to do to uh, have eternal life?" He says, "You've got to be born again." But that doesn't necessarily mean that that there's going to be some some mystical uh, feeling. Some people feel different uh, and have described that to me. Uh, some people feel exactly the same way, uh, but they have this confidence uh, in their heart that uh, that 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 Bob, if you've done that, you should have that as well. Uh, that you have placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. That you believe uh, in your heart uh, and that you're saved. Whether you're a Lutheran, whether you're a, a Baptist, whether you go to uh, a Calvary Chapel, whether you're a Presbyterian, uh, regardless of, of what church uh, you fellowshipped in, uh, the essentials, by the way, and all of those churches are the same, and, and, and all who are a part of those churches would agree with what the Word of God has to say and, and, and what I'm telling you right now, and we're going to see each other in heaven. Um, I answered this question uh, on Wednesday as well, a similarly phrased question, um, and that's, you know, will you see your wife, will you recognize your wife in heaven? And, and the answer to that question is, is that the Bible tells us uh, that we will know uh, even as we are known. Uh, in 1 Corinthians, the Apostle Paul uh, says that. He, he, he tells us that uh, now that we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face, now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I also am known, 1 Corinthians 13, uh, verse 12. So what I tell people is, is that we, we, we won't know less in heaven uh, than we know right now. But in fact, uh, things will be revealed to us, many things uh, that it is impossible for us to conceive of now. And it seems that we will, we will uh, know our loved ones as well uh, who are there waiting for us uh, in the kingdom of God. Uh, it's interesting because... We see that uh, when Samuel, I mentioned this as well, when Samuel is called up uh, through a medium, a practice not, uh, a discur- in fact, a practice prohibited in the scriptures, but Saul had a medium call up Samuel. Samuel knew uh, who who Saul was, and he still possessed his his faculties in that situation. We see that when Moses and Elijah appeared with Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration, that they were recognizable and that they conversed with Jesus. So um, I, I, I explain to people that a lot Times we have the wrong concept of, of eternity and of heaven, and we think that that will be you know kind of these diapered uh, angel you know diapered children shooting arrows and floating around on clouds. But but in a lot of ways, our existence, our our knowledge, our our recognition, our understanding will be like it is now, only in perfection and without a sin nature and we'll be in our resurrected, glorified bodies without any of the limitations of this body. And the environment that we dwell in, ultimately, uh, when we get beyond the millennial reign of Christ to the new heaven, the new earth, and the new, new Jerusalem, will be a perfect environment uh, as well. And then when we're with the Lord, obviously we're in a perfect environment with Him in heaven as well. So uh, I hope that that that, uh, that, answers, uh, that answers your question.
1: Yeah, Pastor. I uh... Always, did believe I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But this is the hardest thing I ever did in my life. For fifty-eight years, I, I had a wonderful life. Well, could you say a prayer for me? So I, I, I know. I accept Jesus. i always did. Yeah. I have my sins forgiven?
2: Yeah. I, I, and that would be my question to you also: Is is you have you you've accepted Christ? You've asked Christ into your life? Oh yes. Okay. And he's well then, never
1: left it. I don't think, but
2: nope. Then he, my
1: wife left. I, uh, I started down. I shouldn't, have, but I don't know.
2: Well, you know what? Then, yeah, then you need to know that you're saved. You, dead. you've asked Christ in your life. You need to know, and we're just going to pray that the Lord would encourage you.
1: Okay. Thank you.
2: Father, I just thank you so much for Bob, and um, as we we talk with him now, Lord, we can relate. Lord, all of us go through those times where uh, we don't doubt you; we just we doubt ourselves, Lord, and and uh, we we may, maybe recognize uh, who we really are. And Lord, that's a good thing. But also, I just pray that you come right now, that you would minister to Bob, uh, Lord, that you would just encourage him, that you would you would strengthen him, that you'd be with him, that a peace would come over him. Uh, that that a quiet uh, sense of confidence and the hope that he has in you, Lord, that you would just remind him of that uh, guarantee that you put inside of him, that guarantee of his salvation as an inheritance, your spirit uh, within him, uh, transforming his life, conforming him into the image of Christ uh, from glory to glory. And Lord, uh, we just thank you that he's going to be with you, that he's placed his faith and his trust in you, and that he's going to be with you. Uh, Lord, and that he's going to see those that he loves uh, who have uh, died and place their hope and their trust uh, in you in this life. And so, Lord, I just pray that you'd be with him. I pray that, that he would be able to rest quietly in his salvation, that he would be able to just enjoy his relationship and his walk with you, uh, Lord, that uh, that you would uh, replace that doubt uh, just with peace uh, and hope and assurance uh, of faith and salvation. And, Lord, we just thank you for him. We thank you that, that he's listening, that he's being fed, that he's being encouraged. I pray that, that you would encourage him with the messages that he's going to hear on the radio or or in church over the next several days, the things that he's going to read in his Bible, uh, that you would just uh, continue, and not just through this conversation right now, but just continue that encouragement, sending people his way uh, to encourage him and to pray for him. And we thank you for him. In Jesus' name we pray. Okay. Amen. Thank hey, you. You betcha, and I, I appreciate you listening. And I encourage you to call anytime. Anytime you need encouragement, you, you give us a call here.
1: Thank you, Pastor. God bless God you Bob. Well, yeah.
2: 303 690 3000. Let's go to Jacobia in Stilton, Pennsylvania. Welcome to the program.
5: Thank you.
2: Yeah, thanks for, thanks for being so patient. What's on your mind?
5: Um, I have a 17-year-old son. I lost my five-year-old a year ago. So ever since I lost my five-year-old um, I have, I have I have two other kids left. I have my 14-year-old and my 17-year-old. But my 17-year-old, he started hanging out with these wrong boys. They cursing teachers out. He's cutting. He's fighting me. He's just disrespectful. I don't know how to reach him. It doesn't matter what I say, what I do. Like we used to go to church. Getting to the point, he just it's impossible to deal with.
2: And 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 uh I take it uh he's kind of just at 17 now just doing his own thing and he's he's on his own won't go to church with you or 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 really uh, your influence has kind of been diminished right
5: Yeah like he doesn't listen to nothing I say He Is wants to it? come and go as he pleases he wants to walk out the house he wants to be disrespectful
2: Mhm Yeah know what to do. Well you know he's kind of getting to that 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 point where you know, we're, we're, first of all, we're going to pray, and obviously that's the the most important thing that we can do, um, but he's he's getting to that place, too, pretty soon, where um, as difficult as it may be, uh, you may have to let him, you know, see what it's like on his own, and, and let him have to try and provide for himself and, and, and let life be a little bit more difficult for him uh, so that the Lord can, uh, can begin to work in his life. Um, does he have any kind of strong influences uh, in his life, uh, you know, any, any uh, uh, other family members, uh, a father, an uncle, a pastor, anybody like that, that that can minister to him or that he'll listen to?
5: He used to before this boy came in his life. Once this boy came in his life, he don't listen to nobody. It's uh, Everything is yeah. his boy. He doesn't listen
2: to nobody else but this boy. Hmm. So this is the the main person that's influencing him now. So yeah. Well, wh- what's his what's his first name?
5: His name
2: is Ramon. Ramon, let's let's mm-hmm. pray right now for Ramon. And uh, obviously, that's the uh, the best answer is that the Lord would just break this grip uh, that the enemy has on his life right now. Father, I just uh, lift up Jacobia to you, and I just pray for her. I I, I pray for this mom, Lord, as she's. Uh, Seen her son and, and, and just the work in his life begin to unravel. And, and Lord, uh, no doubt she, th- that breaks her heart. Uh, Lord, I pray that you'd comfort her. I pray that you'd strengthen her. I pray that you'd give her wisdom, that she would, she would know just what to say and when to say it. Uh, Lord, that she would know what to do. Uh, how to to handle this this young man and Lord we pray for Ramon we pray for his salvation we pray uh, for godly influences in his life we pray that you would remove this other kid uh, from his life who, who's having such a negative impact on him just move this kid on somewhere else and uh, or help uh, Ramon just to come to his senses and 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 realize uh, that the, the foolishness of the choices that he's making Lord we pray that you'd save him that you'd draw him back to you I pray that there'd be peace in this home. Lord, if, if difficult decisions need to be made, I pray that Jacobia would, would have the ability to do that, that she would, if she needs to, to allow him to go and live on his own and, and, and to learn some things the hard way. But Lord, we just pray that, uh, that you wouldn't let up on him, that you would, you would follow hard after him, that you would draw Ramon uh, to yourself, that you'd work in his life, that you'd convict him uh, of his sin by his spirit, and that you'd draw him back to you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Thank yeah, you. you know my uh my heart goes out to you. Uh obviously, you know you it's easy when it's easy when they're they're uh they're little and you can just tell them what to do. <laughs> and yeah. uh but then they become they start to become adults and and uh you, you know you want to just make them do the right thing, but but they've got minds of their own. And um I would just encourage you just to keep praying. Uh, pray, okay. fast and pray, you know, get everybody who will listen uh, to pray uh, for, for Ramon and, and the Lord works through prayer and the Lord will get his attention. Thank you. Yeah, God bless you. I appreciate you calling the program.
3: Take Thank care, you Jacobia.
2: So yeah, you betcha. God bless Thank you. Sure. Hey folks, Jason Vanderveer here on Calvary Live, three zero three six nine zero three thousand. if you want to join me on the program. Let's go to Sean uh, in New Jersey. Sean, welcome to the program.
0: Pastor Jason, how you doing, buddy?
2: I'm doing really well. How are you?
0: Uh, I am doing good today. We're doing uh, you know, so that that's a good thing. Every day every day we uh keep moving forward. But uh, yeah. I had a question that, you know, I've um been stumped on and I've went to God's word to um to find the answer and I, I'm not quite sure um if, if I have it correct. But uh you know, we, we come from Adam and Eve and, and mm-hmm. the fall of Adam and Eve and um uh I, I can't quite put my finger on where God separated the Gentile and the Jew the Jewish bloodline uh-huh. and I keep coming back to Abraham um when God told Abraham um to go lead his people mm-hmm. um now I, I that's what I'm thinking but I I don't know if that's correct
2: Yeah so so your question just so so I'm clear is is that uh you're asking about um um Basically, where is the the fork in the in the human family tree between Jew and Gentile, right?
0: Cor- correct. Correct. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, and then how that happened, and, and was it one of the sons, and I can't remember his name, forgive me, but uh, that 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 um, that fed basically the Gentile um, link moving forward, and and one was Jewish, uh, a yeah. uh, God's people's um, yeah link.
2: Yeah, the the answer really goes back um to it, it goes back to Abraham. Um but it goes uh back uh, actually to to Noah. Um so it goes further. In, in the 10th chapter of Genesis it says in verse 1, "Now this is the genealogy of the sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth." And then it begins to uh, then really what we have from that point on is a is a funneling down in the book of Genesis. Uh, to the patri- the line of the patriarchs Abraham Isaac and Jacob, and then okay. really a separation uh, from the line of Shem the Semitic line. You've probably heard that term Semitic. Uh, Jews yes. Jews are Semitic people. They're not the only Semitic people. In other words, all Jews are Semites, but not all Semites are Jews. If, um, and that's because there's other descendants of Shem uh, that that are not uh, Israel. But uh, basically you see uh, Genesis chapter 10 is what is known uh, getting into the table of nations there, and we really see all people uh, who descend from the sons of Noah after the flood. So through the line of Shem, the Semitic peoples, you have the Jews, uh, and then through Ham and Japheth, and then the rest of the Semitic peoples, you have what are Gentiles or non-Jewish people. And so as you begin to funnel down, you you see that... Uh, the scripture there is always funneling down uh, to the line of Israel, mainly because that is the the line of the Messiah. And so then you go to Abraham, and Abraham has two sons. He has Isaac and he has Ishmael. Ishmael obviously is is a Gentile uh, lineage of Abraham, uh, and uh, Isaac is the uh, Jewish line, or ultimately what will be the Jewish uh, line. So you have Abraham, uh, then you have yep. Isaac, and uh, Isaac has Jacob and Esau. Esau is obviously a Gentile line. Uh, Jacob is is now uh, the the line of Israel. Uh, so it's on down through what are known as the patriarchs, from Noah to Shem to Abraham to Isaac, uh, and and then to Jacob.
0: Okay, all right. I mean, it makes sense, and I, I just couldn't put my finger on because. If I'm correct, God doesn't mention his people prior to Abraham or 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 the Jewish people prior to Abraham. Am I correct
3: with that?
2: Yeah, Abraham's the first one who is called a Hebrew. And so, okay. um uh that, that phrase is used it it means the, the word means uh it's it's in um uh, Genesis fourteen is the first time it appears, and uh, he 's called Abraham the Hebrew, which means uh, one from beyond uh, or or the one from beyond but that that been, then became uh synonymous of of, of of the the Hebrews, and then, of course, if we want to use the term Israel, that's uh, Jacob, when God changed the name of Jacob in the book of Genesis to, to Israel, which means to to struggle with God, literally Sra and El, struggle with God. He says, for you have struggled with God and men and have prevailed. So, if you use the term yes. Israel, Jew is uh, a term probably derived from the tribe of Judah, and uh, so uh, uh, it probably comes from Judah. So these are the different right. terms, all referring to Israel, they descending yes, from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, through Shem, uh, through Noah.
0: Thank you. you. You pretty much cleared up. I, I appreciate that. Um, I'll have to do a little more study and, <laughs> and looking at uh, um, ha- how, um, you know, the genealogy is, yep. and lead myself back to that. But I appreciate yep. that. You bet. Just, listen, I've, God, been, I've been reading on it and trying to study it for probably, I don't know, three or four months. And, well, and it really just kept on. I couldn't get like a, a straight answer in my own well, mind. So You I bet. Well, listen, that. I got
2: to run. I got a commercial that's going to cut us off. God bless you.
0: Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join
2: Calvary Live right now. And we're back. Jason Vanderveer here with you this afternoon on Calvary Live. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado. Love to have you join us this weekend at Calvary Chapel Parker. If you're going to be uh, in the area, you can join us at 10 o'clock. Uh, we'll be finishing up the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 50. You can get directions and uh, a reminder of service times uh, for Sunday and Wednesday at Calvary Chapel Parker. Dot .com and you can also join me on this program here as you heard just a moment ago uh by using 3036903000 by calling 3036903000 let's go to Jonah in Greenville Tennessee Jonah welcome to the program
6: Yes How you Hello. doing Jonah Yeah how are you I'm doing great sir how are you I'm doing
2: really well what's on your mind today
6: uh, Well me and my wife we are uh, we're 43 years old and we've been blessed with a little two year old foster daughter and uh her mom she's she's on drugs pretty bad and uh mm-hmm. we're at the point now where she's probably gonna be up for adoption mm-hmm. and we've had her for about seven months and just i mean just love this little girl to death but uh first and foremost, I'd like prayer for her mom you know we want her mom to sure. get cleaned up and get ready to get her child back but mm-hmm. It really doesn't look like that's gonna happen, okay. but me and my wife, we were at the point in our life where you know our youngest graduates in the morning, <laughs> yeah, and you know we were ready to start over, I guess you know a new chapter in our life, and right we're just really torn apart about what we should do, um uh, just I guess a little advice, maybe some prayer i I right. mean, like I said, we love this little girl to death and
2: well, you know, sometimes sometimes uh we 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 have our plans um you know and the Lord has other plans and and my my encouragement we will definitely pray for you but uh my encouragement is is just this that it's always best uh, we'll never regret uh doing what God wants us to do. Uh even though we may look like it and look at it and think that you know maybe that that uh, um you know, the Lord has something else or, or, you know, we have something else in mind and, and then the Lord has something else and we're not really sure that's, you know, part of the plan that, that you know that uh, that we want to embrace uh, we'll never regret it and so i'm just going to pray for you you know whatever the lord wants if he if he he has somebody else he wants to adopt this child that 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 will happen if he wants you uh, to adopt this child if if he's you know now is the time for the miracle in mom's life and 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 mom is going to be able to uh, to properly raise her own child just just whatever um but yeah. I, i'm just blessed by you guys just being available and and being used by the lord i i can relate to to you because uh you know my uh, oldest is out working and and my my two middle children graduate college next year and then i have my youngest is in college so uh i can kind of uh, i can kind of relate to you, I'm in a similar place in life, and and have similar thoughts about maybe what the future holds for my wife and I, and 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 you know, uh, trying to put myself in in your position and just what would I say to myself? I'll just do whatever the Lord tells you to do. You won't regret it, you know. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Period. Faithfulness, just the way you always have. Hey, let me pray for you, Jonah, and uh, and 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 uh, the Lord's going to show you, and you're going to have a peace about it. Father I just uh I thank you so much for Jonah and his wife Lord I pray that you bless them and and I thank you that uh um Lord they're just uh, open to serving you Lord they've they've raised children and uh they've been faithful to 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 you to raise the children that that uh, that you've uh, loaned them that you've given them and Lord uh, if if uh going forward their their life doesn't involve raising children Lord um then uh, then that's fine uh, if it just involves grandchildren or other ministry, Lord, uh, but if it involves raising this uh, this new little one, uh, Lord, we just pray that you'd give them uh, that peace about it, that wisdom, that you'd give them the strength and and the patience um, to uh, to be able to redirect their life and their plans and and their dreams and 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 their path and Lord, I just pray that you'd speak so clearly to them, uh, Lord, that they would have just this inescapable sense of what you're calling them to do. Lord, as they pray together, as they as they open your word, uh, Lord, that, that you would just give them both the same mind, your mind. Uh, Lord, and as they do whatever it is that you call them to do, uh, that you would just make them uh, so fruitful in it. Uh, Lord, that you would speak behind, as you say, behind their right ear and their left ear, saying, this is the way, walk in it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, God, God, whatever the Lord has in store for you, Jonah, uh, whether you're going to be a, a, a forty-something 40 with a kindergartner, uh, or whether uh, or whether uh, you're going to be on to a, maybe a, a little bit more traditional path, uh, I don't know, but uh, but uh, it's going to be exciting. Uh, whatever the Lord, it's going to be blessed. Whatever the Lord has for you, and 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 that's the beauty is is that when we do get what God wants us to do, uh, there's joy, there's peace.
6: Uh, brother, I, I really appreciate it.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to be thinking about you. I'll be praying for you, and uh, give us a call back and uh, give us an update on what uh, one ended up ended up uh, what you ended up doing.
6: I sure will. I yeah, sure will.
2: I appreciate it, man. God bless you. Yeah,
6: well, thank you, and God bless, brother.
2: Yeah, yeah take care. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Let's go to James in Aurora, Colorado. James, uh, welcome to the program.
3: Hey, uh, good afternoon, Pastor
2: yeah thanks thanks how you doing oh uh ask me in an hour no'm
4: kidding <laughs> <laughs> what's on your mind hey I just had a quick question i um uh you know uh it, it has to do with uh with heaven
6: you know the other day i uh I always thought there was only one yeah and um i don't know where i where I heard it from but someone said there was like three other heavens and I just wanted to see if you knew
0: something a uh, better insight on that.
2: Yeah, well you you're correct there is only one uh in, in a spiritual sense. There is okay. only one there is only one heaven. But but what I think uh the person that that you heard was probably referring to was um 2 Corinthians chapter 12. And and in the second verse he <clears throat> Paul says, "I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago he's <clears throat> Excuse me, whether in the body I do not know, or whether out of the body I do not know. God knows. Such a one was caught up to the third heaven. So yeah. some people look at that and they say, "Well, there's, <clears throat> you know, there's uh, there's three heavens." Well, the Bible reveals three heavens, but not in a spiritual sense. In other words, in Genesis one okay. eight, we see that there is what is called heaven. It's a reference to the atmosphere. Then in in places like Psalm eight three. Uh, there is a reference to heaven and, it, and it's referring to the stars and, and the heavenlies. And then there is the realm of God that we see uh, in places like this, in the eleventh psalm, the fourth verse. And so, what Paul is talking about is: see, he says, "I'm caught. I was caught up to this, the third heaven, the spiritual realm, the dwelling place of God." So, there is only one heaven. There is only one spiritual heaven. There is only one dwelling place of God. Um, but sometimes, you know, we we use the term, or the term is used in the Bible. Heaven, and it's re- yeah, it's referring to the atmosphere or to the heavenlies. And so, in that sense, you could say there are three heavens: there's the atmosphere, there's the stars in the heavens, and then there's the realm of God.
1: And the other two are just the underlying layers of heaven, in a sense.
2: Yeah, they're 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 part of the physical realm. The the other two, the atmosphere, the of course, is. Part. Yeah, that the atmosphere is just part of, of of the physical realm in which we dwell in now. Oh, it's I in see. other words, in other words there 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 really are two realms, right? There's a there's a physical realm and then there's a spiritual realm. We can see the physical realm, we live in it. The spiritual realm we live in, also, uh, but we can't always see it. We get glimpses of it, and uh, and and we see it by faith. So the atmosphere and and the stars and the heavenlies; those are all just part of the the physical world that we live in. Of course, the, of the spiritual realm language. is the is the domain of God. So I I wouldn't get into the 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 idea that that somehow. Uh, you know, heaven in a spiritual sense is the top layer of the physical realm. It, it it's it's all around us. It's 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 on another level. It's 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 another dimension, uh, you could say. Um, and and but uh, the the first two are just part of the physical realm.
1: Oh, I, I appreciate that, yeah, that that brought uh, a lot of uh, insight and a lot of clarity i uh I had no clue what my friend was talking about. I was like and,
4: and <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know like, you see the third heaven <laughs> yeah we see
2: some of these things and you're like what 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 is that all about?" and uh so yeah. hopefully that you know hopefully that helps you, hopefully that helps anybody else who who maybe has uh, heard that as well and 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 was wondering also.
6: Yeah, I, I really appreciate it, Pastor. And I hope uh, I hope everybody on your station listening has, has a wonderful weekend and uh, and, and and just enjoys the rest of the uh, rest of their, uh, their their day.
2: Well, we thank you for that, and uh, thank you for your call, James. God bless you. Hey, let's uh, folks. If you want to join me, three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Let's go. We boy, we've had, this has been great. We've had so many uh, Truth FM and Hope FM listeners calling in. Let's go to Christine in Baltimore, Maryland. Christine, welcome to the program. Thank you. Yeah, what's on your mind today?
7: Um, I have a question. I, my desire is to follow God's will in the Bible. I am a Christian. My husband and I were married young. We were married for 26 years. He left me for another woman. That mm. woman and him have been married for 10 years. I think they're headed for a divorce. Mm. My question is, do I wait for my husband? Am I never to move forward to date? as
2: long as my husband lives, what, yeah, I, what is yeah, God's will for me? No, I, I understand exactly the, the nature of your question. Um, there's So there's obviously a, a, a few considerations uh, when we talk about marriage, divorce, um, remarriage, um, and, you know, the key passages being 1 Corinthians chapter 7— uh, Matthew chapter eighteen, where where Jesus describes how uh, that the only thing that really ultimately breaks a, a marriage bond is is adultery. And, uh, and 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 uh, that, uh, except for uh, adultery, that if a person goes out, divorces, remarries another, that, that they cause the other person to commit adultery. So what we have to do is we have to take these passages. Um, it, it, it's probably one of the most difficult situations uh, in terms of you, you can't just say, well, the Bible says this, and therefore this applies to every situation. You have to then take what the Bible says And look individually at every situation. What is the state of of the wife? What is the state of the husband? Uh, What has actually taken place? Who has moved on and what way have they moved on? And then you can counsel according to what the Scripture has to say. So taking your husband's situation, the two of you divorced, he remarried and has moved on. And now, you know, if he gets divorced, that doesn't change anything related to you. That doesn't prohibit if, if for some reason, you know, the, the, the Lord did a work and, and, and brought you two back together. I've certainly seen things like that, but that's not, uh, uh, that's not a requirement for you. Uh, he, he's moved on. He's moved on, not just in his heart, but he's moved on physically uh, with another woman and actually married her. Uh, and and the moment that happened, uh, it, it, it doesn't mean that there aren't consequences. There weren't consequences for him. There weren't. There wasn't pain. There wasn't all of the things that you went through. But the moment that happened, uh, you are now in in the eyes of God no longer married to him. Uh, and and you know in the Lord's. Timing and 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 as the Lord would lead, you are free to to remarry, according to what the scriptures have to say you 're not in any bondage, as Paul would say in first Corinthians chapter seven, um, because that marriage relationship has been broken, and he's actually physically entered into another intimate relationship with somebody else whom he remarried at that time Now that doesn 't say that you know uh, you can go back and, and you have to look at all of the circumstances that led up to that. Maybe there are things that, you know, that you've already dealt with before the Lord or that you need to pray and go before the Lord and and deal with. But at this point forward, you're now in a position where, you know, in God's timing uh, that you're not in bondage, that uh, that you are free uh, to to remarry. There's a great book that I would recommend to you and and to uh, any listener who is contemplating not even exactly your situation, but is just trying to understand um, divorce and remarriage, uh, it's by Jay Adams, and it's called Marriage, Divorce, and Remarriage. Jay Adams, uh, Marriage, Divorce, and Remarriage. I would encourage you to take a look at it. Um, He takes an in-depth look at these passages that I just mentioned to you, and helps them then helps you then imply them to uh, to these various uh, situations so uh, I, I, I hope that, that that clarifies it a little bit for you
7: if, if he were if he wanted to get back together with me, is that something God would frown on because uh, it's over
2: well i I think that that um, so he's he's married currently, correct
7: right I have not dated, I haven't done anything in the past twelve years. I've not right. been with anyone. I've just yeah.
2: been praying. What What is your will? Right. What, what Well, and, and I I would say to you that that uh, that your response is is remarkable and noble and, and faithful to the Lord. And I would just encourage you to to keep doing that. But but here's what I would say right now. He's married to this to this other woman, and God's desire is is that not that there would be is that there wouldn't be another divorce. God's desire is, is for that marriage uh, to work. If there's a problem in that marriage, for that marriage uh, to to be healed. Um, mm-hmm. So, so you know, th- that's the only thing I, that I can say right now about God's desire for you know for His marriage, His His marital status. As far as what what God desires for you, um, perhaps God would have remarriage uh, for you and and you, you know only only you and the lord really are 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 going to know and maybe another person if the lord would have you to remarry are going to know if god's desire for you is to uh, to be remarried but 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 i'm encouraged because you clearly seem like someone who seeks the lord and who is faithful and uh, when the lord shows you what you're supposed to do uh you know you'll know now just as a general uh question would god frown upon someone uh remarrying their 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 spouse uh under the right circumstances i don't believe so uh okay. in the old testament i will say this under the law that was not allowed um but uh but we're we're not under the old covenant if you look in the old testament under the law if a husband divorced his wife she went and married another and then uh, he divorced her, and then the woman wanted to come back and marry her original husband again. You couldn't do that in Israel. Uh, that, okay. that, that, that was not allowed. But that does not, is not a prohibition uh, for people today. Uh, that was strictly under the Old Covenant and under the law of Israel. So that's the only thing that the Bible would have to say about that, uh, just as a, general, uh, as a general rule and as a general issue.
7: Okay. Okay. All right. I feel that if the Lord does want me with another man, I feel that He has to either be widowed or never married. I don't okay. even feel that God's will is for me to get involved with a divorced man. Well, so I'm I, just waiting patiently.
2: Well, and I would I encourage just, you just to just keep seeking the Lord, and uh, you know, and and and, and and allow the Lord to you know if He has has remarriage for you, allow the Lord just to bring that right person to you. God bless you, Christine.
7: Thank you so much for your help. Have a good evening.
2: Take care of you as well. 303-690-3000. Let's go to Hector in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Welcome to the program, Hector. Hello. Hello. Hey, Hector. How's it going?
4: It's
2: Axel. A-S-E-L. Axel. Axel? Okay, well, we've got somebody else, but welcome, Axel.
4: Welcome, welcome. God bless you. Yeah, what's I on your just, mind? Yeah, my, I just want you pray for my family, my my kids, mm-hmm. because uh, they 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 don't know the truth. Don't they don't. They don't. They don't know the truth. You know the Bible. Mm-hmm. We try teach the kids and everything, but they 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 follow more the world, and um, we just you know we sad because in her then. And her because uh it's hard for us. It's hard for us and I want you um pray for, for my family because we gone we through a lot and now it's uh and now it's uh come through a uh, um control for uh you know, money because bills mm-hmm. and everything. And it's not easy man, it's just it's hard for us. We we're, well, uh, then we're, we're um,
2: yeah, well, let me pray for you, Axel. Uh, what, are your, what are your children's ages and names? First names.
4: Oh. It's, uh, one is um, 13. Okay. 11, 11 16, 16, and 15. 13,
2: 11, 15, and 16. Let's, let's pray for them and
4: boys, girls, or? Three boys and one girl.
2: All right. All right. Well, I have the opposite. I have one one boy and three girls, but uh uh let's pray and then what what's uh let me know their names. So you have four.
4: Is the Jose Jose is the big one. Jose, the okay. Louis is the second one. Uh Michelle is the third one, and the last one is a little boy. is it's, okay. it's Roberto. Roberto is uh, the last one.
2: Okay, so we're gonna pray for Jose, Louis, Michelle, uh, and Roberto. Let's let's pray right now, Axel. Father, I just uh, I thank you for Axel and for his call and, and his heart, Lord, for uh, his his children to to, to know you, and uh, Lord, I just uh, I, I pray for these kids uh, from from the youngest to the oldest, Lord, that they would all turn to you, that they would all know you. I just lift up Jose to you, and I lift up uh, Louis. And for Michelle and for Roberto, I pray that, that uh, uh, Lord, that you would just minister to them, that you begin drawing them by your spirit, that you would send people into their lives in addition to their parents uh, who would share the truth. Uh, Lord, that, that at every turn that they would encounter you and, and your word and, and salvation in your son and that they would turn their lives to you. And Lord, that uh, we know that, that with salvation, uh, everything and life changes, and uh, we know their relationship to their parents, and and uh, obedience, and all these other things uh, have a way of being resolved when, when we walk with you, and so we pray for healing in this family, and that you would work, we pray that you would provide, uh, that you would be everything that they need, that you would just take care of them, that you would encourage them, that even right now, even as situations don't typically immediately change, Lord, that you would just work in, in, in their lives and encourage them, and bless them. And, Lord, we just thank you for their, their love for you. I thank you for Axel, for his love for you. I just pray that you would work. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you guys, and I, I really appreciate uh, you you calling in. Uh, we're going to be uh, praying for these kids, praying for you, and uh, let us know how
4: things go. And for my wife, too. What's your wife's name? Huh? Lucy. My, my, my wife's name is Lucy. Lucy,
2: okay, we'll be praying. So Axel and Lucy and uh, Jose and Louis and uh, Michelle and Roberto. God bless you guys.
4: Thank you, and God bless you too, brother.
2: God bless- take care. Folks, Three zero three let's go to Adrian in Denver. Adrian, welcome to the program. Hi, Adrian, are you there? Did we? We might have lost. Uh, we might have lost Adrian. Adrian, if uh, we have a few minutes left in the program, so if we, we must have dropped you. My apologies uh, for that. And uh, so, uh, uh, looks like Adrian might have had a prayer request. Uh, we can go ahead and and uh, and pray for Adrian's prayer request. Uh, she has a uh, an issue with her vehicle, uh, Lord uh, uh, or He, I'm not sure. Uh, looks like a, a female spelling, but uh, Father, we just uh, uh, thank you for Adrian. We just pray uh, that you would just work out this situation with transportation, Lord. Uh, it's so vital in these days to be able to to live and to provide, oftentimes to have adequate a uh, way to 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 get around and and to get to work. And so we pray that you just help Adrian that you would just work uh, and, and, and just work this situation out with the vehicle, either to fix this vehicle or for uh, another vehicle, and that you would just bless. And most importantly, we know that uh, that that we bring these details, uh, but we just pray that you would just be working in her life, Lord. We love you, and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> so, uh, <clears throat> great prayer request. Hope, hope a lot of you are Taking a lot of these different names down of folks that we've been praying for, and just making a list, and either praying—you know—when you get together with your church and pray, or when you pray uh, on your own, or with your family members, or your spouse, or whomever you're gathering together with uh, in prayer. If you can just remember some of these different folks uh, that we've been talking to today and on on the program, uh, I got a text question here uh, that uh, is how how do you leave an a, an abusive uh, marriage well, I think that that the first thing that we've got to keep in mind is is that uh, leaving an abusive marriage is not necessarily the ultimate goal. Uh, obviously, safety uh, is, is uh, paramount, uh, but uh, I've seen the Lord heal abusive relationships. And so it's, it's allowing the Lord to, to heal, uh, to save uh, as needed that other person. Um, and, and yes, in certain circumstances, uh, there is a, is a time to, to go, and the Lord opens the door for that. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, which I mentioned earlier uh, to, uh, to uh, Christine, uh, when we were talking uh, uh, about marriage and divorce and remarriage uh, in first Corinthians chapter seven uh paul seems to to allow for for separation uh in that in that passage. And I believe that that in an abusive situation, what is often called for is is a, is a separation uh, for safety's sake, uh, for whichever party is 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 being abused. And then, um, hopefully, you're plugged into to a, a good Bible teaching church. You can go to the pastors and leaders of that church and sit down and and beginning getting prayer and counseling uh, as a couple, and allow the Lord to to heal that. Uh, situation and bring you back together safely and in a healthy way where you can love each other and serve the Lord. Uh, if, uh, that doesn't work out. Sometimes there just needs to be a separation and a waiting uh, to allow uh, the Lord to work in the life of the other person, or see what they're going to do, uh, and then move on accordingly. So uh, I hope that that uh, that helps out uh, with uh, with our text question uh, related to uh, to that uh, uh, to that abusive situation. And uh, I want to let you know we just in this few minutes uh, that we have left, we still we have a couple minutes left. We can probably take. One more call, 303 690 3000. Uh, But it probably, you'd have to be quick uh, with your fingers, otherwise, uh, dialing. Uh, Otherwise, jot the number down, and it's Friday here, but you'll be able to call back on Calvary Live, of course, uh, on Monday. And, uh, we're looking forward to uh, to that show again. So many people uh, being uh, uh, ministered uh, Monday through Friday, Mountain Standard Time. 4 p.m. is the time uh, for the program here. If you're listening on the East Coast, uh, uh, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And so, uh, you know, just block it out the time maybe at work or in your car during your commute or if you're already at home uh, just punch in the number 303-690-3000 appreciate all of our listeners uh Colorado and Wyoming and and of course all of our Truth FM and Hope FM listeners uh well, you were uh, definitely well-represented today, Kentucky, North Carolina, and Tennessee. Appreciate all of you. And uh, as always, everybody in Maryland, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania listening. Uh, great, uh, great calls and questions, and uh, we just really, uh, really have enjoyed hearing from you. Hey, I'm Jason Vanderveer. Uh I uh, don't say that uh, a lot, uh, but I probably should tell you who I am. You're probably listening. Well, who is this guy? I'm on here from time to time. I'm the pastor of Calvary Chapel in Parker, Colorado, and you can get more information about us at Calvary dot Parker.com. That's Calvary Parker.com. You can join us this Sunday, 10 o'clock. We'll be finishing up the book of Genesis, chapter 50 at Calvary Chapel Parker. Uh, you can go to Calvary dot Parker.com, get directions. We're right in the heart of Parker, Parker Road. And Main Street is is uh, where we're at there. And come on out and, and and join us for service. Say hi, introduce yourself if we haven't had a chance to meet before. If you can't uh, join us until uh, Wednesday evening, maybe midweek, you can do so. Seven p.m. on Wednesdays. Continuing in the Book of Ruth uh, on Wednesday nights. So there's a lot happening. Again, go to Calvary Chapel Parker. .com. That's calvarychapelparker.com for more information there. Hey, God bless you guys. It's been a pleasure being with you, uh, hearing your questions, praying for you. Have a wonderful weekend, and, and may the Lord continue to grow you and be with you. Take care.
0: You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.